1: Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd.
2: working through Ephesians for those of you who haven't been with us before. And we've made it to chapter 3. And last week we left off with verse 16. And I'll read that for you. And uh, I'm reading out of the Amplified. So if it looks strange or it sounds strange to you, uh, that's why. Ephesians 3.16 says May he that is God may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling your innermost being and personality now this is Paul writing and what he is writing is a prayer now He is writing a prayer in a letter to the Ephesians, but he is writing a prayer to Christians. And what we said uh, last Saturday was that we need to recognize that when we read this, we're not reading Paul's personal prayer diary, necessarily. We're not reading something that was said to someone else, necessarily. We're reading Father's heart for us. Now, take that in. What does Father want for us? What is His desire for you as Christians? That you live out of His rich treasury? Last week I read a revision because I encourage you to personalize the verses, especially through this prayer. And there's a prayer from verse 16 all the way down to the end of chapter 3. And the revision went this way. God is saying through Paul, I will not spare any of my resources as God in order that you, for me would be in order that you, Todd, might be strengthened in the truth of who you really are through the power of my Holy Spirit, whom I have placed in the center of your being. That's my desire. My desire is that I am going to take everything that I have, I'm going to to work through the environment around you, I'm going to work through the circumstances you're in, I'm going to work through your physical well-being or your physical condition, I'm going to work through governments, I'm going to work through nature, I'm going to work through all things to bring you to the conclusion that you are mine and that you are loved and that you have a Father who loves you, and cares for you, and keeps you. I'm going to use it all. You know, nothing's wasted in the life of the Christian. It all has purpose. We don't go through one day after another, then suddenly stump our toes on purpose here and there purpose is in every detail in every moment of your life. And the blessing of the Christian is when he allows the Father to illumine him to the truth that God is working through him on a daily, moment-by-moment basis and to appropriate that by faith. By faith! This verse says that may you be strengthened. May you be reinforced. You know, being reinforced means to add strength to strength. This is a renewing of sorts. We who know the truth that his, his spirit resides within us are in union with his spirits. We renew the truth that there is something stronger in us than what we see. It is Christ's life Himself. We are in union with Him. First Corinthians 6.17 says, But the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with Him. There is where we recognize, this is where we recognize, the union we have with Him by faith and appropriated in our soul. That is, in our mind, will, and emotions, and determined to live from His sufficiency. Then we are strengthened in our inner man and renewed by the truth in our thoughts, perceptions by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is where we appropriate, Christian, every one of us who have Christ as our Savior, have Christ as our life. And we choose to either recognize it and live out of that, or we ignore it and live in desperation, thinking that there will never be enough to hold us, to keep us. There will never be enough to satisfy us. There will never be enough to care for us. We always want to gather into ourselves more because we are our source. We are our resource. But when we recognize Him in union with us, here's the neat thing about it. The recognition of union is not just that we have His spiritual blessing. It's that we are intimate with Him. Do you ever think of yourself that way? We are intimate with Him. His prayer is that we be reinforced in the truth of that intimacy that we allow life to bring it to fruition, to bring it into, into view, so to speak, so that we don't walk through life blindly ignoring the truth that is within us. And understanding that we are intimate with Him brings untold blessings, because I no longer need to be fearful of what the world or what this life may do to me. I now have a resource within me that is my life, my strength, that nobody can take from me. I do not live as a victim. I live as a victor because I'm in union with Him. And here's the other thing. There is a need within you to be accepted. There is a need within you to be loved and feel protected. That's not just a human condition based on what's going on around you. It's not something that you can satisfy with an exterior or temporal satisfaction. No matter how much money you have, you will never feel secure. No matter how many relationships you have, you will never feel loved enough. There is a need deep within you that is only satisfied by the God that is in union with you. And how do we appropriate that? By faith. Because here's what's happening. Every day you turn on the TV, every day you turn on the radio, every day you wake up, you will be approached with need. A need from within and a need from without. Everyone will tell you that you are bankrupt. You need a new car. You need a new hairdo. You need more money. You need security. You need a new home. You need better health. You need all. constantly barraging you with what you need. And Jesus says you need only one thing. You have need of only one thing. That is to know me. That's it. That's all you have need of. And he says... May you be reinforced with the truth to be strengthened in your inner man. Do you remember the inner man is the, is the whole of your, the seat of your personality. It's the whole of your soul. Now listen, the soul is easily distracted. That's the mind, will, and emotions. And there's constantly conflict that gets introduced into the soul as we feel one way and have to act another. Are you familiar with that? Well, that's going on all the time, Right? Feel one way, have to act another. But God says that may the Spirit of God overflow in your inner man. And what he's talking about here, and he's going to say me more clearly later on, is that may he flood you with a balance of his presence. May he come in and speak truth to your mind. May you declare by, by faith the truth to your emotions. Remember, emotions don't have a brain. They just go. Right? And may you will to live in that truth. And as you live in the truth of who Jesus is and your union with him, there comes a balance within the soul, a reinforcement of all that Father wants you to believe. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day after day. This is a... spiritual renewal. This is not a physical renewal. It's a spiritual renewal. And it's happening day after day as we appropriate it by faith. There's a familiarity. There's a knowing that increases as we practice the truth of our life. As we trust Him with the details of our life. As He proves Himself time and time again to be faithful. This is one thing that I know. I know because of my time upon the planet. I can declare before you and no man will convince me otherwise, my God is faithful. My God loves me. My God never rejects me. My God protects me and provides for me. Now, that's not just because I read it or learned it in Sunday school. That's because with the 50-some-odd years I've been on the planet, he has reinforced it day after day after day, and not just in the big things. I didn't learn it from from the uh, ICU. I learned it just getting up in the morning and walking with him moment by moment. And one thing I'm sure of, when I live in the truth by faith, when I declare it so, when I go forward and apprehend it and say, this is who I am and this is my life, I become even more convinced, more sure, and more secure in who I am. But if I deny it and I put it aside and I ignore the truth, I become more insecure, more fearful, and I start looking for an identity apart from him. Can you relate to that? This is an inner strengthening apart from the body, apart from circumstance. And it goes that it may be realized by faith that we have a life within us. It strengthens us. And the question it poses to us is where do you seek to be strengthened? Where are you seeking to be strengthened? Are you going to be strengthened by a relationship? Are you going to be strengthened by a new job? Are you going to be strengthened by a diploma? Are you going to be strengthened by a better circumstance? What are you going to be strengthened by? Let me tell you something, Christian. You're only strengthened by one thing. That is by declaring and apprehending by faith the truth that is within you. You're reinforcing. You're applying. You're walking in the truth. That's what strengthens you. You know, the neat thing about being Christian is that we don't have to wait for this stuff to happen. God's not going to give us something new tomorrow. But here's the neat thing: He has given us all through Jesus Christ. He has unloaded on us the full riches of Christ's life within us, and He has given us the fullness of the Godhead within us. And all that He need do is little by little, through no, through circumstance, through through failures, through victories, is expose us to what He has already given us. You know, to see Him is to see the truth of what has already taken place within us as Christians. That's neat, because I spent years as a Christian waiting for the great Christian someday when I would become the great Christian. How many can relate to that? You are the great Christian. There is no better day than today. You're not getting better. You are better. The truth is, all you need do is recognize who you are. It's like me waiting for gray hair. It's already happened. And if that's a joy to me, I need to start rejoicing. The truth is, Christian, you're already blessed. You have it all in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 6.10 says, In conclusion, Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which is boundless, which His boundless might provides. As we trust in Him, we recognize with even greater clarity that we are living with the resident power and life of Christ within us. Now let's move to Ephesians 3.17. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. Well, first of all, he makes a reference to the heart, and I want to define that for you. Paul's not talking about the organ, okay? Okay. He is using the word in the Old Testament sense that means that it is the center of who you are, and it encompasses the soul, the mind, will, and emotion, okay? And he is not in this reference, we're not thinking about, actually when the Old Testament uses the word heart, we usually use it in terms of our emotions. We say things like, he's breaking my heart, or she's breaking my heart, right? So we use it in the context of emotions, but in the Old Testament, it uses it in the context of intellect, when he talks about the heart, what you think, because it says in Matthew fifteen nineteen, it says, "Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and slanders." This is based on a thinking. This is based on a frame of mind. Now, the verse says, may Christ through faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. What Paul is talking about here doesn't refer to salvation. That's not talking about since Jesus came into my heart. Okay? Jesus is already in the heart. He's speaking to Christians. What he is talking about is sanctification. That progressive awareness of Christ within us. There's a substantial difference, by the way, in living somewhere and being at home. You know the difference, don't you? Especially you guys are in school. There's a big difference between living somewhere and being at home, isn't there? The truth is that you are living somewhere when you're living in a dorm. When you go home, you're home, right? Isn't that the truth? Society refers to some people as homeless. This doesn't mean that they don't have a place to stay. It means that they don't have a place to call home. As Christians, we have Christ's spirit living within us, but has he been able to call it a home? Now, I have heard many condemning sermons on this, but I want you to understand that this is not to condemn. This is to free. (laughs) Okay? This is to bring you liberty, liberty in the truth that you don't have to invite Christ in. He's already there, unless unless you haven't done that yet. If you need Jesus, now's the time. But if you have already received Him as your Lord, your Savior, you've received Him as your life, and He's already living within you. But when we talk about the heart, making Himself a home in your heart, what we're talking about is the Spirit of God being able, when you invite somebody to your home, and you, you we use the term, make yourself at home, don't we? We often meet, we often say that and don't mean it. But if you were to really mean it, what you're saying to that individual is, treat this place as it is yours. Right? Walk about this place with full freedom. We want them to enter into the life and activity of our home and be able to enjoy what we enjoy. We want them to be at ease and at rest, to know in every way that they are welcome and they are not an obstacle. We might even give them full access to all the rooms in our home. This is what Paul is talking about, that every room of the soul reflects his habitation. Now what does that mean for you? That means that we don't live in a duality, guys. We don't set one place in our lives aside away from God. That God lives in the center of our being, and to the degree that we want liberty and freedom and the ability to even enjoy life, we activate or appropriate or recognize the truth that He's in there. We treat him as though he were in his home. If anybody's the guest, you are. You surrendered that place. It's not yours. It's not even the same house. You're a new creature in Christ. It's been completely changed. And here's the thing. This is the way it works. I'll give you a real illustration. Jesus has a great sense of balance when it comes to inner decor. And you guys are probably, you probably think you do, but you don't. The reality is we don't. So what happens is we'll go out into the world and we'll go to the garage sales on every corner and we'll pick up some gosh awful ugly thing that somebody else is trying to get rid of that they don't want and we'll literally pay for it. And we'll drag it into ourselves and Jesus very quietly and gently says, Oh no, 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 no. The polka-dotted sofa won't work. Look at it. It's got pet stains all over it. I think the fleas are living in it. You don't want that in your living room. It's going to be absolutely uh, a burden to you. It's going to make the inside of your room look ghastly. And, Todd, I have to live here. (laughs) This is my home. But it would be so much better if you let me arrange it. If you let me bring in what is good and what is right for you, I know you better than you know yourself. But if we insist on sticking that garage sale reject into our lives, we will. We will and we'll trip over it and we'll stub our toes on it and we will constantly be reminded of the stains and the problems we'll be constantly reminded that it doesn't work that it doesn't match we'll be constantly reminded of all the other we won't allow anybody into our inner being because we don't want them to see this ghastly thing that we drag in don't come too close because I got that polka dotted sofa in there do you see that? and Jesus says to you look Todd This is not beyond redemption. I will give you a sofa that will put you at ease. It will be a place of rest for you. Let's dump this and get on. This has been a distraction too long. Jesus is at home in your soul. But have you, have you allowed him to make himself at home? Or have you constantly been taking ownership of each area of your life, pushing him aside, thinking you know what's best for you, dragging in the stuff of the world, thinking this is going to be happy for you, and constantly being grieved and wounded by your own activity? You see, Jesus doesn't grieve over sin. He grieves over what sin does to you. You. He's already paid for sin. He's already paid the price. It's done. We hold nothing in reserve. We surrender full access to him. We recognize his life as part of every moment in what we do and where we go, in our goals, in our ambitions, in every detail of our lives. Now, notice that he says, through your faith, not through your feeling. But through your faith. And what this means is live as though it were so. That His life is in you. That it's more real to you than anything else you may be going through. Jesus is more real than your situation. Jesus is more real than your circumstance. Jesus is more real than your pain. Jesus is more real than your disappointment. Jesus is more real than anything you may be experiencing in your mind, will, and emotion. He is more real than that. And you choose to recognize that by faith. By faith. That's how we live. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That means you don't see it, feel it, taste it, or touch it. But it's what we hope for. You know, you don't even know the truth of this sometimes, and I recognize it when God gives me this. I often think I know what I want. But God has placed in me a new heart. He has placed his own mind in me. And it's interesting to me that I will allow the world and outside influences tell me what I want. And, I'll, and I will agree with them. And there's an inner conflict in me. And, you know, I, for years I used to say, well, that's, that's just my conscience or that's this or that's that. I'm going to tell you what that is. That's me. That is me. I'm in union with the Spirit of God. It's the truth in me that says, that doesn't suit you, Todd. Why are you grabbing at that? Listen, guys, you will fight and wrestle with the idea of knowing the will of God. He has written His will upon your heart. Do you know Jesus? Guess what? You know His will. You're living in it. We live in truth by faith. It says, may you be rooted deep in love and founded securely. On love. The Greek word for being rooted means to become stable, to render firm, to fix, to be firmly established, to be strengthened with spiritual roots, to be firmly fixed with a focus upon the source of such strength. We are rooted in Christ. We are joined in his life. We were deeply rooted in him the day we were saved. Our source of life is Jesus. Our security in life is Jesus. The root is the life source and the security of the plant. To destroy the plant, you must destroy the root. To capture the life of the plant, you must capture the root. You have been rooted in Christ and there is nothing that is going to remove you. You go deep down way deep, you will never be removed from Him.
1: Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go,